Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about celebrating, Dave. I like celebrating. Celebrating. I don't even know the words. What'd you say? I don't even know the words. You know, <laughs> I was about to say, how can you not know the song Celebration? Oh, I know the song. I don't know the words. There's a difference. Okay. Right. You know, it's like, you know, CCR, there's a bathroom on the right. There's a bad moon on the rise. For years, oh. I thought it was, there was a bathroom on the right. I, I left my brain down in Africa. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. get it. Okay. Get it. Fair enough. Fair. So, so yeah, I, let's talk about celebration. I think it's an important piece when we're talking about building trust, building connection, and be, being able to persuade people. Man, now, see, I thought you just wanted to celebrate. Well, I do. You just want I mean, to talk about celebration. That's nowhere near as much fun as celebrating. Well, that, let's just, what are we going to just hoop and holler and dance on the podcast? It's not as exciting when it's just audio. And when it's video, it kind of creeps into a different cat. A totally different vibe. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Boom, chicky bow, wow. All right. You just went mute. You just went silent. This is a family show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and I don't have a cheesy 70s mustache anyway, so. It, they're in these days. And I was traveling and I was, uh, I, I, see, I see the young people with the mustaches. Some people, Tom Selleck, John Smith, who's a guy I know in California, actually right down the street from you. And uh, some people look great in a mustache, but there's like 17 of them on the planet. Saddam Hussein could rock the mustache, but everybody else? Not so much. It depends. Well, you know, what kind of much? Because there's, I mean, wow, we're, we're going into mustaches. Let's celebrate <laughs> mustaches. Celebrate facial hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's different kinds of mustaches that look different on different people. The, the problem is when they do the cheesy 70 cop mustache. And mm. it's like, Sam Elliott looks great with a mustache. Who? Sam Elliott. Is he oh, one yeah. all those but, but, that, that's the big, but he's got the big bushy handlebar cowboy thing going, right? You know? And works on his face. Right. Well, I mean, and that's his character, that craggy old, you know, hard, you know. Um, Tom Selleck's probably the only guy who rocked that the, the, the cheesy cop mustache, you know, uh, and, and did a pretty good job. Yeah, he did. He did. Indeed. But what I'd like to talk about is the importance of celebrating wins, celebrating progress, celebrating efforts, celebrating our teams, celebrating our clients, and just generally celebrating. Yeah. I, okay. So let's <laughs> celebrate that. So l let's start there. Um, big picture stuff. We, we've now, everybody who's never heard us before has probably said, okay, they've turned us off. So now they've we already turned it off. <laughs> right. So let's, th those of our loyal listeners, by the way, and, and folks, you know, I've never, uh, rarely said this before, but you know, if, if you'd like to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you get more of this zaniness, ADIC that we bring. And every now and then, we're the blind monkeys who who, who find this acorn. Banana. I think I just mixed a metaphor there someplace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, 
So celebrating, I think we started celebrating Memorial Day a little early, but but that is kind of what, I, what prompted. I didn't, this. interestingly. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that that is kind of what prompted this for me. You know, we're going into the Memorial Day weekend. We'll this will be airing on Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a celebration um, of the sacrifices made by the men and women over over two centuries in this country for the sake of freedom, and um, and and while not every one of those wars was as wholesome as we would have liked the people in by that i mean the, the motivation behind them wasn't always you know mom apple pie etc the people fighting those wars were still um uh, fighting for their country you know mm -hmm. and, and doing what they thought was best and, and and we honor that how does that tie into persuasion well, I, I, in, from my point of view, everybody likes to know that their efforts are being um, are being honored, are being appreciated and are being celebrated, as it were. And, you know, that's one of the greatest things that I think lately when you see like today, I was at the airport and we were in the Uber line and one of the Uber drivers got out and he had a Navy hat on and he had a proud veteran sticker on the back of his car. And a couple of us were like, Hey, thanks so much for your service as he was loading up the people and they were driving away. And I think that's such a great thing because it says, you know, I appreciate that you did something for me, even though you never knew me, you did something for me. And when we're talking about building trust, building respect with the people that we're trying to persuade celebrating those wins and that effort that you did on my behalf is really important. Yeah. And, and I think you nailed it. Um, we have a tendency as human beings, I think, to always want to look at the negative because that's a survival instinct. We've talked about that before. You know, we don't want to get bit twice. We, you know, that, that it can hurt us badly. And so we tend to look that way. And if we don't stop to celebrate the wins, at some point you get t you feel like you are not being appreciated. Yeah, especially these days when there is so you know so many of our teams are overworked, we're understaffed, and so they're doing so much to keep the boat afloat that if we're not celebrating that effort, they're going to go somewhere else because there's plenty of jobs out there these days. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's not a lot of workers. A lot of people have left, you know, the, the workforce. And, um, and, and and there's another piece of this, too, because, we, and we've talked about this, success begets success, right? And you get what you focus on the most. So if you're always focusing on, oh, we need to improve this, we need to improve this, right? In other words, we're not focusing on the wins, we're focusing on the others. That's not as beneficial as stopping and going, you know what? We did this really well. Let's celebrate. Let's high five. Let's you, you guys worked your tail off and, and and we've made improvements. And then we're focusing on the positive, which means we're going to get more of that. Right. And it's also going to motivate people, make them feel good about the effort that they've already put in and make them want to put that effort in again in the future. So even if it's just exactly what you said, which took you about what, 12 seconds to say, even if you just take that 12 seconds to say, I recognize what you did, I appreciate it, thank you, and look at the wins that we have, they are then, that's an investment in future motivation from your team. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. I And I, and I want to circle back to what you just said, because celebrations don't need to be a big, elaborate party. 
you know, with, with the mirror balls and spotlights and, uh, you know, DJs and the whole nine yards. And it, 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 a simple attaboy, what we used to the Navy call a Bravo Zulu, a simple Bravo Zulu, you know, and, and there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And we'll, we'll circle back to that. But you said something interesting. I want to I want to highlight this because I had a conversation last week with uh, an association exec. We're, we're putting together, you know, having conversations about doing some leadership training for their association, for their members, not for their staff. And I'd sent in a proposed syllabus and he said, hey, can you cover something on employee retention? Because um, it's a construction association. And what's happening is that uh, competitors are coming into job sites and saying, here's a signing bonus of, you know, whatever it is, $1,000 to come. And people are walking off the job to go someplace else. And they're like, can, can you give us some skills about that? And, and my response was, employee retention is a result, not a skill. Mm-hmm. So when you're leading properly, when you're celebrating, people leave. And the point I want to make here, people don't leave jobs for more money. That may be the excuse they give, but this has been shown time and time again in, in survey after survey after survey that in the top five and even 10 reasons people leave, it's never money. They're not connected to the big picture. They don't feel appreciated. That's the one I want to highlight here, which is a form of celebration. Celebration shows appreciation, right? Um, they, they don't know how they're contributing. Celebration solves those problems. Yeah. And, and it's, and when they say it's money, usually it's that they don't feel like they're being appreciated at their other place through, you know, and so they're like, oh, well, they're going to pay me more. They appreciate me more, but it all comes down to that respect and appreciation. And that's a statistic that I heard recently with the great resignation. A lot of people saying, Hey, I wasn't respected where I worked. I wasn't appreciated which is so vital if we want to keep those great people. So you're right. It's a result, not an action. Exactly. And, you know, you think about it from a sales perspective, those of us who have done sales training over the decades, you know, one of the lessons you learn early on is that when somebody has a price objection, it's really a value objection, right? It's not that I, sometimes they can't afford it, right? There's those rare occasions where it's like, yeah, you have a $100,000 solution and they have a $10,000 budget and they see the value. They say, yeah, that $100,000 solution will make them a million dollars. I don't got a $100,000, right? Yeah. That's not, that's rare. Most of the time is, yeah, if I thought it was, I thought it was worthwhile. I once sold a phone system to uh, the owner of a uh, uh, medical device company who was building a $9 million house in Rancho Santa Fe, part of San Diego. He had old world stones flown in, great logs. Oh, this is, I mean, incredible. And we had put in his office and factory this, and this is way back in the early days of PCS. So we put in this sort of private cellular system. So, you know, the old cordless phones, you got out of range of the base stations, they disconnected. This would do like a cell tower only private and hand off from system to system. And it was really cool because he had this huge floor. He wanted that on his grounds of his, I think it was five acre property. Okay. And so I'm like, sure. And I don't remember the exact price tag. Let's just say it was $50,000. Nine million dollar home. What's fifty thousand dollars? I mean, it's nothing. It's not a. It's not a percentage point. It's you know. It's nothing. I thought this was a no brainer. No, he didn't see the value. He settled on like a nine thousand dollar option instead of a fifty thousand dollar option. Um, and it's again, it wasn't a question of money. It was a question of to him, it wasn't worth that money to do what he was looking to do. The same is true with compensation. When people leave, right. 
it the 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 money people stay at jobs where they are not being paid as much because they love who they work with. Yes. And that and they feel appreciated for the hard work that they do. And I mean, and this I realized way, way early. I, I had a really cool job. I used to train birds of prey. But I always felt like I was never doing anything right. I was never, you know, it was never appreciated what I was doing, the effort I was putting in, the things I was learning extracurricularly to be better at my job. And and I ended up leaving there and I, I left with the philosophy that I would rather dig ditches with a cool boss where I feel appreciated than stay in the coolest job with a bunch of people that aren't appreciative of what I'm doing. And what a great lesson. And I'm serious. And thank... On, thank God you you went through that mm -hmm. because that's that is such an invaluable lesson to learn. Yeah, yeah, and and you learn the importance of making people people feel like, hey, I I see what you did. Thank you for doing that. And you know, a lot of people these days will complain, like, what well, does everybody need a trophy? But the fact is, appreciation. Everybody always appreciates being appreciated. You want to motivate people say thank you give them that those strokes for and celebrate what they're doing and there's a distinct difference in my world between appreciation and everybody wins attitude right right because we're not saying everybody wins everybody's a winner everybody we're not gonna have first second third place no because there are people who excel and in fact when we appreciate people what we want to do is appreciate people for the things they excel at. Mm -hmm. the, physiologically speaking, and this is where most people who get it wrong, I don't say most people get it wrong, but most people who do get it wrong, this is where they fall short. When you say, hey, good job. <laughs> Great laugh, Sorry. by the way. I, Sorry, I, I had a manager at a restaurant who used to walk around all night saying to us, good job, good job, good job, good job, good job, good job. And by the end of the night, he might as well have been saying cabbage, blueberries, bread, like it was a useless effort. Right. I, no, I, absolutely. But when somebody is, is is told good job, though, and I don't mean necessarily in your case, that's a whole, we should probably circle back to that as well. Mm -hmm. right? This, uh, sorry, I thought that's where you were going. Go ahead. No, this, this is, well, sort of. Um, what happens is in our brain or, or our body, we get dopamine is released, right? Because dopamine is is the neurotransmitter that was designed for us to uh, celebrate, basically, when you accomplish something. And, and the idea being, you think back, you know, again, 200,000 years. I love going back 200,000 years ago when life was simpler. <laughs> that was in your childhood? That was in South Philly, right? Yeah, exactly. 200,000 years ago in South Philly, right. Um, and... You know, you, let's say you're out hunting and, and you, you bag prey. Well, great, you've got food, except for you don't have food, right? You have the potential for food because you still have to strip it, bring it back, cure the meat, whatever it is you need to do. It's not like instant, you're not just digging into, a, a, into that raw haunch unless you're starving right then and there, right? There's some work to do. And so nature said, we need to reward you for that kill. And dopamine was the answer. We go, oh, okay, we, we accomplished something. And then, then you strip it and get ready and more dopamine. And then you eat the haunch and you're like, oh my God, I'm in heaven, nirvana, right? And, and that's, the, that's the role of dopamine. And so when you say good job or even, you know, and somebody's been goofing all day, what you just did is reward goofing. Mm -hmm. And you get more of what you rewarded. 
And, and, and so to your point, you know, you have to be really specific about what we're celebrating. Exactly. People need to know exactly what it is. And again, going back to what my manager used to do by just saying good job all night, um, it, it felt like it was an exercise. It wasn't him actually appreciating me making that table feel really good or me upselling a bottle of wine with the dinner. You know, it was all about just good job, good job, good job, good job. So I think that is a really important piece of celebration and appreciation is being really specific. What is it? And what was it that they did? And why does it make a difference? When we can say, thank you so much for X, Y, and Z, because it had this impact, then people are like, wow, look what I did. And they're more likely to do it again. Yeah. It's actually what I call laser focused praise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in my book, I talk about in World War II, when we had to, um, let's say, take out a, a munitions plant in Germany, we didn't have, our, our weapons weren't uh, sophisticated. We didn't have real good guidance and aiming systems. So what we did is we would lay down a massive amount of ordnance and hope that sufficient amounts hit the target. We called it carpet bombing. Spray you'd lay and down pray. A carpet, carpet of bombs. <laughs> yeah. Right? And there was a lot of collateral damage when we did that. Uh, today, we put a laser on the window and a single bomb will fly into that window. I know my ex-husband designed that guidance system. Wow. And I'm not so, even kidding, actually. <laughs> right. And so your old manager, he's what I call a carpet bomber because he's right. good job, good job, good job. Right. And, and maybe one of the people who he said good job to actually deserved it. Right. But they don't feel appreciated because they're like, wow, I did all the hard work and everyone else is getting the credit. Right. Or like, I don't know what I did. Thanks. Or I heard you say that 17 other times exactly to everybody else. I don't know if you actually mean it. Right. Exactly. So it becomes yeah. meaningless. But when you use laser guided praise, the L is limited to the person or people who actually did the work. To your next point, which is as specific, A, tie it into or make it about one of your company values. Core values. Core yes. Values. Always, 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 right? Because now you're reinforcing the core values that they are actually something important, not just words on the wall. Mm -hmm. S, specific to a behavior that you want repeated. And then R, real time, it has to be done as close to the actual event mm. as possible, right? It does no good to say, hey, you know, last Thanksgiving, you did a great job handling the <laughs> uh, Black Friday rush. Yeah, it's July. Thanks, boss, for noticing. You know, yeah, right. And and when we do that, not only does does the person who receives the praise feel it, but um, through observational learning, everyone else goes, "Oh, that's what it takes to get recognized around here." And guess what? Mm -hmm. They do it too. They do it too. Yeah, yep. So I love that for your teams. What about for clients? How do we celebrate our clients? Well, I mean, you again. First of all, let's go back to first principles. We want to celebrate and recognize the behaviors we want repeated, mm -hmm. right? So, what do we? What from our client might we want repeated? Well, one, maybe a decision. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. And by the way, I don't mean a yes decision. I mean a decision. Mm -hmm. Right. As opposed to, oh, you know, call me back next week. We're still thinking about it. Right. So you can train your clients to actually make decisions by helping celebrate them. 
All right. Another way I like to celebrate, and I just sent a thank you note to one of my former clients today, uh, yesterday before I left home. Um, when you find out about things that they're doing, that's a win. That they're, you know, one of the people I worked for is a distillery and they just got a gold medal and I read about it online. And so I just sent them a note. And this is a great opportunity to reconnect with your clients, not just to say, thank you for what you've done for me, but congratulations also on what you've done in the world that you're clearly working really hard. And that's such a great way to build relationships. You know, so many times in businesses, in most sales, it's, it's about farming, not hunting. There are sales that is purely hunting. And, but irrespective of the kind, if you stay connected with somebody like that, yeah. you know, uh, I, you're, a few years back after I bought my car, I was at a, a driving course and it was a 80 year old gentleman who was a salesman, a car salesman from Massachusetts. And, and he was like the nation, I don't remember which system he was in, but like the number one car salesman for years and years and years, number one <laughs> in the country. And I remember he had this box of, chocolates and he like he he was in uh, we were in Pahrumpf, Nevada and he had bought a bunch of uh, what, uh, you know I can't think of the brand name but you know the chocolates in a box thing um, that sure are, chocolates in a box yeah and he he just gives them out to people as a way of saying thank you right as mm. connecting and he stays he sells a car and then he stays connected with those clients and helps celebrate their birthdays and you know and it's it's another way of just celebrating the life event with them that's another thing to do well, and it's such an easy way to persuade them to do business with you again without, and, and like you said, retention, whether it's your employees or your clients, retention is a result. And that is part of the actions you take to create that retention. And in fact, uh, the famous Harvey McKay, you know, how to uh, swim with the sharks without getting eaten alive, uh, you know. He talks about these very things when he's meeting with clients and taking notes and learning their families' names and their birthdays, yes. and, and, you know, and then sending cards and celebrating with them as if you're a close friend. And guess right. what? You'll become that. You become one. Yep. And you don't want to be creepy about it, but like perfect example, I was down in St. Petersburg. I'm moving there in five weeks, but who's counting? And I was talking to this realtor who seemed a little bit like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, because she was going to show me a rental. And she said, well, I can't meet you today. My son is graduating high school tomorrow. This is really his weekend. And I said, oh, no problem. You know, get in touch with me on Monday or I'll t- reach out to you on Monday once all the weekend celebration is over. And, you know, so when I touched base on Monday, I said, hey, congratulations on the graduation. I hope it was a huge success. Let me know if you have any time over the next two days to show me that rental. And that little bit of, of celebration with her made her get back to me. And she was a heck of a lot more friendly on Monday than she was on Friday. Now, she was probably a little less stressed too, but I'm sure part of her friendliness was due to my celebrating with her. Uh, absolutely. And you know, frankly, from her perspective, I'm sure some of it was like, wow, okay, here's somebody who's trying to connect with me. Usually it's mm-hmm. the other way around. Right. And, and, and this is going to be a fun client. I can mm-hmm. just tell. And I want to contrast that with an opposing story because, and I may have shared this in the past, um, but when I was in moving and storage, we were looking at moving our warehouse and offices to a bigger facility. And the owner of the company brought in the rep that had helped him find our current location. 
And at the same time, I, I, I made a relationship with a rep from a different uh, brokerage, you know, commercial brokerage. And so we're talking to more than one to see who we want to work with. And the rep that Brian, my boss, uh, brought in, in our initial conversation, you know, he was asking about some stuff. And, you know, Brian mentioned something about uh, not having a, a surfboard cover for his longboard. Brian's a big surfer. And I had mentioned how I, you know, love reading in my pool, but with, uh, you know, phones at the time weren't waterproof. And I was reading, you know, on my phone on the Kindle app, you know, that was a problem. And then he came in like a week later and he had a surfboard uh, bag for Brian and an OtterBox for me, for my iPhone 4S, to give you an idea how long ago this was, right? <laughs> and it was clearly a bribe. Mm. We weren't celebrating. There was mm -hmm. no reason for it other than he was trying to ingratiate himself with us. Mm -hmm. But when you do it in a cheesy, and, and by the way, he didn't earn our business either because I was of about that. to say, I bet that felt really icky. It felt incredibly icky. It was like, okay, now I'm obligated. And of course, my reaction, you know me, is like, F no. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And and so the woman I had a more professional relationship with and, and her company has ended up who work, we ended up working with. You know? Yeah. So you have to be careful how you celebrate. Right. Yeah. And a more appropriate, you know, response, because I bet neither I know what otter boxes aren't in aren't cheap and surfboard cover probably wasn't either. An, an appropriate way to do that might have been, hey, Dave, I found this OtterBox. Here's the link. I thought this might help you with your, you know, don't want to ruin my technology challenge. Now you're like, oh, wow, cool. That was thoughtful. Thanks. And yep. that's a lot better way. That's not creepy and bribey. Yeah, no, you, you, you've you nailed it. Had he mm -hmm. done that, I, I think it would have been a completely different experience. Yeah. And so, but and frankly, it wasn't a celebration. And that's, you know, we're talking about celebrating. And, and right. that was not. It was a bribe. It yeah. was a bribe. Right? Yeah. Now, on the other hand, had we done, we ended up not moving, uh, you know, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't find a place that met our needs. Um, and, but let's assume we did. And then he came in and celebrated and brought in, you know, some, right? All of a sudden, now that relationship gets stronger. Right. right? That that line is that we in the Navy used to call it the hero bum line. It's razor thin, mm. right? Yep. And you could cross it one direction or the other without even knowing it. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so as we're celebrating with the external people, we need to really think about that. Does this cross that razor thin line? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I've started so, sending pop rocks to my clients as as, as a thank you. Pop rocks. Do you send I, a coke for them to swallow it with too? No, I'd like to keep them alive. Um, but though I don't know if that actually happens, but you know, it's one of those things where it's cheap, it's fun, um, it's kind of effervescent like my personality. And uh, but it's it's just a stupid little something. It makes people smile. Do you have oh you have Skittles? Um, is that what you send? I send Skittles. I have a story behind it. So I, you know. I, I tie that into a Navy story, a true Navy story about Skittles and how it keeps scurvy away. Oh, there you go. See, and mine is that Dr. Aaron and I, who's our coach that we've worked with before, uh, and I came up with my essence is kind of a pop rock Mary Poppins. Ooh, that's a, that's a deadly combination. That's as deadly as Coke and pop rocks. <laughs> anyway, but just a spoonful of pop rocks. 
Yeah. Right. See, there you go. Now you're writing the libretto, but, but, you know, as we think about how do we celebrate with people, how do we send them gestures of appreciation without it crossing the line? And uh, how do we do it in a gracious way that will be seen that will give them that hit of dopamine and not that, ew, like I'm going to go work with the other person feeling. Yeah. So we've talked about in what I consider to be informal appreciations, right? <laughs> With, you know, the, the attaboys, the bravo Zulus, you know, the celebrating, what's that? Pop rocks. Pop rocks, Skittles, <laughs> et cetera. Right. But let's not overlook more formal ones, you know, especially as a leader uh, for your team, right? Having get togethers. I, um, I, 2010, when I got hired on as the president of a kitchen and bathroom modeling company, I remember it was October. So my first question to the owner was, what do you do for a holiday party? Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, his, his name was Sam, big old gruff guy from uh, Oregon, you know, lumberjack type, you know, and I knew he was big burly man. And uh, I, don't, I don't do that. I used to do that, but nobody ever thanked me, right? He completely lost sight that it wasn't mm -hmm. about them thanking him. Oh, thank you for hiring me. Thank you so much for giving me a job. Thank you so much for, 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 for the food. How about him thanking them for all their work, you know, helping him grow to a sizable business. Right. right? And keep that business going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely lost sight of that. Right. And you can have fun with that. You can have so much fun. You can make that part of your culture, you know, the way you celebrate, how you celebrate. All of that is part of culture. Have fun with that. Celebrate yeah. your values. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of companies, like a company that I worked with, had a party committee and they they did birthday celebrations and they made it a um, you know, a consistent thing that happened for everyone and everybody got appreciated on their special day. And I think they would bring in like cupcakes. We're a relatively small company, so it wasn't that big a, big a thing to do. Um, but by finding these little things to celebrate officially along the way um, and making sure that it's very inclusive, and that's one of the important things is that as you're thanking everybody in whatever way, that everybody does feel that appreciation if it's based on what they have earned yeah. the appreciation for. The, one of the most clever ones I've seen, there's a company in LA, um, Snack Nation. I think they've rebranded, so I, I think their, their name has changed since then. Um, but Snack Nation is how I knew them. And they did healthy snack boxes or mm -hmm. um, that you could either buy for home or like put them in the break room, you know, and it was snack treats. And, and, and they created buttons with emojis on there to celebrate milestones, wins, right? So if they had a product rollout, everybody involved would get a button with a, probably a picture of the pro product or some something like that to say, you know, this is for that. Or if somebody had their thousandth sale or their 100th customer save, you know, meaning customers who wanted to leave and then they, they, they got them to stay. They celebrated all of those milestones. They celebrated all of those things and with, with buttons that people would actually put on the back of their chairs, like military wear salad on their chest. So uh -huh. people go, oh, look at this guy. Oh, look at all this. Oh, I want, how do I get that one? You know, completing training, all of that sort of thing. Right. And there's another fabulous way of celebrating. And they probably cost 10 cents a piece, you know, so the whole, the, you know, it's, it's a little stupid gesture. I once um, walked into a um, 
training room to do a training with a company. And this guy walks in one minute before we were supposed to start. So most people were sitting down. He swaggers in with the ugliest Frankenstein trophy that I had ever seen. And he proudly is looking around at everybody and nodding. He slams it down on the table and sits down looking at everybody like he is king beep of poop mountain. I mean, he is like, and, and I walked up and look at this thing. And I think somebody had a soldering gun and had bought three or four trophies from somebody's yard sale and had soldered them together. And it was the ugliest trophy I'd ever seen. And this guy was looking at me like, you're looking at my trophy. And I said, so what's happening right now? Because this is, this is a thing. He goes, this is our daily sale trophy. They were a, um, what do you call it? A call center. Right. And it was random who got what, but the more calls you made, the more chance you had to get the most sales and all that stuff. And uh, he had won it the day before. And because we were in a two day training, he had the trophy for two days and he wanted everybody to know about it. And it was this stupid, ugly, ridiculous, worthless thing that had created this incredible source of pride and fun and camaraderie and celebration. Um, and, and I, I talk about this bravado this guy was, was having, it was all in jest and everybody was laughing and having a good time with it. And it was an incredible thing. And the thing was worth nothing, but it meant everything to them. You know, my hockey team, we, uh, we've changed it, but when we first started playing together, we had this, uh, somebody brought in, it was like a kid's, um, I think it was like sleeping things like a bunny. So it was like a head with bunny ears that you like, you put it on and it looked like, <laughs> And, and that, that was our MVP of the game, you yeah. know, and, you know, you gave it to somebody and it was embarrassing and you put it on and we took pictures and, but, but you also wanted it because it's the, the meaning you put behind it. That's important. Right. And in, in all cases, it's celebrating the values of your organization in, in, in the, your example, right? Sales, sales is a huge value, making sales. That was important to them and they celebrated yep. it. And yep. As stupid as it was, I bet people vied for that. Oh, they sure did. And it was it was a competition and it was fun and it was silly. So they also were laughing. They were building camaraderie. And, you know, the, the more they worked, the more chance they had. And it was just super fun. Yeah. So we could probably go on with celebrations on. all day. We could celebrate celebrations. We, we should. We should go celebrate that. All right, let's clear this up and then we'll go celebrate. Now, of course, there's a little bit of a challenge because you're back in Philly. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> I'm going to go have a cheesesteak for you tomorrow. Okay, and get a soft pretzel for me too. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I got to get back there. I haven't been there for a long time. But but go enjoy. Have a good cheesesteak. Have a good pretzel. Uh, Happy get, Memorial Day. I get some scrapple for breakfast. Uh, no, I used to live in Baltimore. Scrapple is all the stuff they scrape off the floor of the slaughterhouse. And your point? No. Oh my God. I'll give, I'll send you some. I think it comes in a can. No, no, it's, it's, it's a brick. I know a brick in a can. I don't eat canned meat. If, if you can find Scrapple to send me, send me. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not worried about it surviving, you know, going bad in, in route because it's okay, scrapple. Okay, yeah, it's right. scrapple. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so good. You're it is so true. Good. When you fry it and you get it all crispy on the outside with butter, oh, yeah, no, it is pretty good. My heart is stopping thinking about it. Yeah. 
It's the cholesterol, Dave. All right. We've said enough. Have a wonderful Memorial Day. Um, and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And we'll see you next time. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg, and you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Ann Bonney at YourChangeSpeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them. Yeah.